it kind of feels like with women they're like oh she can do fashion or she can do weddings but like I'm like I want to do sports and I want to do like athletes and I want to get gritty and all that so um yeah I feel like we just so it's our time to just show what we can do Hello everyone and welcome to Canon Conversations, the show where I sit down with some of the top creatives in the industry so that you can become a better photographer. In today's show, we are going to be talking all about commercial photography. So how to work with brands, how to work to a brief, um, how to use your camera to uh, work with other brands to help uh, drive their vision um, and what they're trying to do. Uh, and to talk all through this subject with us, we have the amazing photographer, Sasha Stechko. Sasha, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me and great pronunciation of my name. You nailed it, hey. first time. <laughs> nailed it. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Um, for anyone who is uh, maybe unfamiliar of your work, because we did actually record a, a, a a separate video with you. I'm not sure exactly when this is going to go out and if it's out yet, but for anyone who either hasn't seen that video or is unfamiliar of your work, would you be able to give us a little bit of a, of a breakdown of um, kind of like how long you've been photographing um, and a bit about your sort of current work right now? Totally. Um, I mean, I would probably say I'm a commercial and advertising photographer. I um, work in a whole bunch of different genres. I've been shooting, I mean, I picked up the camera when I was like 16, haven't put it down since, so basically half my life. But um, professionally, I've been shooting for about 10 years and I've gone through lots of um, different pathways to get here. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that. Nice, fantastic. Um, do you... Do you feel like you you say you just describe yourself as a commercial and advertising photographer? Um, first of all, sort of for anyone who might not be familiar, would you mind sort of like breaking down what you kind of see that as and whether you feel like you kind of have a bit of a niche within that? How do how you sort of describe your work a bit more, um, you know, minutely? Yeah, for sure. Um, so commercial and advertising, what we're doing is we're creating imagery that's going to be used in the advertising um, market. So anything that's on a billboard or in a magazine or on social, trying to promote a brand, maybe trying to promote a new shoe. Um, so it's all in line with um, working with brands to create imagery that reflects, one, their brand and any advertising and messages that they're trying to put out in the market. Mm. Cool. And from like looking at your your work online you do because you you came from sort of headshots and stuff and you do a lot of work in um the kind of like sports sort of sports fashion-y kind of um uh realm um is that an area that you kind of decided early on you wanted to hone into or was it just one of those things that you just kind of fell into that little world? Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, I started in um, headshots, which wasn't something I planned on, but um, mm. ended up being such an incredible tool in teaching me how to work with talent and really closely. Um, and then from there, I was just, I just started shooting. I love fashion, always love fashion. So mm. always did a little bit of fashion work on the side. And um, then I had the opportunity to work with Adidas and um, it just became a really natural transition into it. I'm really interested in sports. I love capturing that energy on camera. Um, so it was quite a natural collaboration. And then once I got into it, I was like, God, this is so cool. I'm so into this. 
Um, but I guess that's, that's kind of um, the way that I've gone is that my personality is like a, I'm interested in lots of different things. So the photography is just a natural extension of that. So I love capturing all sorts of different things through photography and sports is definitely one of them. Fashion is another one, portraits, it's all kind of, um, it, to me it's all part of my world. And because that's something I definitely sort of notice with your work is um, there seems to be a lot of emphasis on the face and you'll do like beautiful big wide shots of a, you know, um, athlete in sports gear and they're, you know, running or sweating or something or just or, or just sitting down. But there's something about, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's the way you the way you light or what you do, but there's always just some sort of pinpoint focus on the face as the kind of uh, center of the image. Is that kind of a deliberate thing for you? Is that a style that you, you've sort of subconsciously taken over from your, from your portraiture? Um, yeah, definitely. That's an interest for me as a photographer. I mean, I'm always looking at the eyes for the connection and that tells a huge part of the story and I, that's where I go to to tell my story. And coming from a portrait background, I also grew up with an actress for a mother and she's an incredible acting teacher. So it's always been, um, I guess, a part of my upbringing that you tell your story through your talent, so whoever that is. Um, and obviously the surroundings and everything else is framing that, but I, um, I look for that intensity in my shots and I definitely try to bring that out when I'm working with somebody. Um, I want that image to stick in someone's mind. So I definitely, I'm definitely always trying to craft towards that effect, that it has that intensity or that really strong presence that comes across. Mm. Totally, that's totally my thing, my bag. I, I look for it in every shot that I could take. Mm. Awesome. And um, sort of going back to like the whole commercial world now, what about... Um, the kind of commercial photography, working to a brief, working with brands, like what about that whole workflow um, works for you? I think I love the, obviously the parameters of a brief, you have to work within that. And um, I think it's just, it's just so much fun because what you're doing is you're basically trying to bring yourself into the picture. Like this brand has their own values, their own imagery. So you've got to go and kind of research that. Then when the brief comes up, what are they trying to say? And there's so many capable photographers out there who can do the job. So it's like, what are you going to bring to it that could make it stronger or better? Or how can you make it more authentic? Or how can you really carry that message across in the strongest way possible? So I think working within a brief is, it gives you those limitations that you kind of have to push the barriers. Because, um, yeah, I just, I, I, yeah, limitations make you better. So you just have to um, try and figure it out. Try and figure out the best possible way to do it. Because I think that it's the kind of thing that, especially like photographers early on um, who potentially aren't making a living yet from their photography or even those who are, might look at um, commercial photography and see, say, too many constraints and too many um, barriers on their own creativity, say, you know, that might feel like you're having too, too much say from... Um, you know, the, the higher uh, people above, you know, your marketing directors, your agency mm -hmm. leads, <clears throat> things like that. Um, do you feel like you have as much creative control as you want as a photographer? Um, it depends on the project, but I definitely always mm. have a part of me in there. Yes, there's going to be, there's always a team there. And if there's a huge commercial project, you're working with creative directors who all have mm. these great ideas. So it is learning about collaboration and um, kind of meeting everyone in the middle because it is a total team 
effort. It's not just about what the photographer can do and bring. It really is creating that um, message with everyone's minds involved. So um, yeah, I feel like I, at the end of the day, I always walk away feeling like I got my, my, um, my flavor in there. I always walk away feeling like I did it to my best ability and I met all the standards that they were looking for or I carried the message through from what they wanted and I met those expectations and that's just part of my job. As a commercial photographer, Nick Knight described it as, you know, we're a service provider, we're there to provide a service. So um, creativity is part of that and you just have to learn kind of how to um, bring yourself into that even with all those limitations, all those voices and, and feedback. It's trying to remain authentic and create an image that you're proud of as well. Mm, totally, it's a good it's 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 a good balance of ego, really. Whereas, like, yeah. you, there is some some of your own creativity in there, and you're stoked on the result, and it's yeah. like cool. Like, I'm I love like the outcome, and I'm really proud of it. But it's not all yours. There's different, you know. You it is a collaborative effort. You are working with other awesome creative people yeah. um, and all bringing your, your own stuff together and having to figure out how that all fits in the best way. Totally. totally. And it's about listening to the client as well. You need to figure out what mm. they want and then you bring yourself yeah. into it. So yeah, it, yeah, it's a fine line of, um, you know, creation and collaboration and what does that look like mm. and feel like, but yeah, it's exciting. It's mm. great working with the mm. team. Yeah. Awesome. And so before we sort of dive in and st into some of the nuts and bolts, um, do you like? Do you, do you mind sort of going into a few stories of like some of your fav favorite projects? Like, what are some of the most enjoyable projects you've worked on, and maybe some of the things you've like learnt from them along the the way? Uh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I was lucky enough that I um, I got put forward for a job that was in Poland last year for Standard Chartered, which was incredible campaign to work on it's a um, gender equality campaign it's one of the initiatives that they do as part of um, they have a, a series of initiatives that they put in place and this is one of them and it was about bringing up um, women to a higher position within the company and creating that diversity in the top level of industry so I got to go to Poland and work um, alongside a great director who was directing commercial and then we did the stills and um, I mean that's probably been the highest pressure job because it's you know it, it's it's a huge production and um, the message is so valuable and strong and it's not something you want to um, yeah you it's it's up to you to make it really great so it's about carrying that through and also meeting the clients' expectations they wanted of certain things and so I think that um, I think every time you shoot you get better and that shoot it just um, I guess it kind of drove the point home even more, like you've just got to be quite adaptable on the spot. Um, if something's not working, you've got to figure out a way to make it stronger. So I feel like it's just, um, those high pressure shoots are great to um, kind of sharpen your instincts and your craft even more. Um, and again, focus on what you're trying to say in that image. It's not just about making a pretty picture. It has to have um, that weight to it and that power and how do you bring that. So. Um, that was a great job to it, and it's a job that I'm extremely proud of. And um, mm. yeah, it's epic. I mean, it's so hard to explain in words because mm. the experience was amazing, but the image and the campaign was just um, something else. What about the images do you love? 
About what? Just in images in general? No, no, those, those, the images you took on that pollen shoot. I've, like, what about them makes you sort of proud of them? Um, I think it's also the journey that we had to get there. So mm. the, um, we did a, a whole day, we did one day shoot on one of the campaigns. And so we were trying different setups in different positions. And what we came to was something really strong. Initially, we had an idea that she was um, sitting down at one side of the frame, and then we moved her around and tried some other things, and then the image that was selected was her standing there, really strong, really confident, mm. and I just thought um, it carried the campaign so well. And from what, all the images we did that day, I'm just um, so happy we got something that could carry so much power in it. Because um, when you're shooting, that's kind of like a flurry, of emotion and you're kind of going from one thing to another and then when you walk away and see the final image like yeah we got there mm. yeah no it's it's, it's a really <laughs> it's a really striking incredible image um and just that that shape she's making like the triangle yeah. with her arms it's such a powerful solid shape and it's actually because it's quite a, it, like it's a male shape in terms of art history yeah the 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 upwards facing triangle. Yes. Um, and I love that that juxtapose of that kind of like traditionally male, powerful triangle shape um, for that campaign. It's really, really powerful, really, really cool. Yeah, and with the reflections mirrored and she's in this huge mm. boardroom and it's just her, yeah. like, I mean, just the visual metaphors are endless. And so, um, yeah, mm. in that way, it really is striking. Yeah, really, really, really cool. Thanks. Um, no worries, mate. Um, to talk a little bit now about um, sort of uh, your commercial photography business as a whole, I kind of want to start with the clients. And can you talk us through a little, a little bit about how you find your clients? How are you going about, um, yeah, making those connections, working on those networks and finding those jobs? Yeah. Um, well, when I was first starting, it was really word of mouth. Like word of mouth just went, took me so far. And, um, you know, once you do something good on one job, people are talking about you and then it just leads to other jobs. So that um, in particular has been really helpful in creating um, just a really busy schedule for the last few years. I've just always been working on something which I've been really lucky and fortunate to. Um, I got uh, representation a few years ago, so that's now a different kind of um, approach to getting new clients. It's about working with art directors and agencies and um, finding teams that you click with and they'll have accounts that they're working on and um, if you're the right person for the job, then it just leads to that. So um, yeah, it's because I delve in so many kind of different areas of photography, it, it really helps to kind of have that wide knowledge so that when jobs come in, I can kind of um, transition quite easily. Mm. What's been the shift since getting representation for you? Like, how's that been versus you out there finding your own work? Um, I mean, definitely it's a different scale of projects. It's larger productions, mm. um, which has been so great because there's just, you're able to focus on a project for more amount of time than I used to. Um, mm. Also just, um, we're so solitary in what we do as photographers, it's really nice to have like a team. So my um, rep, Michelle, she's just awesome and she's just, it's like she's on my side out there, um, you know, making hype about me and stuff. So she's, mm. it's awesome to have her on my team and just have somebody who can give me honest feedback. Um, it really pushes me to be a better photographer. 
So in that way, mm-hmm. it just it's like a support network. It's really, really, um, yeah. it's great. It's great, and she's my biggest cheerleader, which is um, lovely. In terms of uh, the clients you do work with and the jobs you do get booked on, um, and especially actually now that you've sort of got representation and you're part of this small little pool of quite different photographers, what do you find um, clients are looking for when they book you, say, versus someone else? Like what about your photography um, is, you know, appealing to a brand? Uh, I mean, so many photographers in the commercial world are so capable of doing all these Mm. briefs. So it really comes Mm. down to um, style and the energy of your work if it suits what the client's after. So um, that's when it really comes down to uh, looking at your book and seeing if it reflects what they want. And everyone offers different things. Mm. So, um, yeah, and it's also about your energy on set. Like, what are you going to bring to it? Could they, um, like, my skills are definitely in talent and working with talent really quickly. Mm. So my clients know that, and so they can bring me on set, and if I've got five minutes, they can trust that I can do the job. Um, So it's things like that. Some people will need more time. They want to craft the light more. or You know, it's everyone's got a different approach and a different work process. So um, if the images lend themselves more to one brief, then that photographer will be picked um, according to their style and um, what they're going to deliver. Yeah. No, I think that's a fantastic point because I think, like, there's something to be said about the fact that there are so many, like, great photographers. And it's... It's like you you can get to a point where you are technically competent and the kind of like most of the skill level kind of plateaus and it starts to become more around style, aesthetic, um, niche and kind of the brand of you as a photographer. Like what are you kind of honing Mm. in on in terms of not, not, not necessarily like being technically better than any other photographer but how are you sort of unique to all these other photographers yeah Um, totally because not everyone loves like not every um brief's gonna suit my style my portraits Mm. might be a bit too much for something Mm. so you know that doesn't work in that regard but somebody else might have exactly the right vibe to the imagery that reflects the kind of Mm. um the brand's messaging so totally is uh, yeah totally comes down mm. to what's who's best for the job because we can yeah. all do it it's just yeah, we're totally. all going to bring something different to it mm. it's leaning into what um makes you kind of special yes you know, fluffy word special um as a photographer um because like the, the the video we recorded um with you um on your studio photography you were talking about um, one of your favorite lights the, like the bron color para 88 and you're talking about its quality of light, its deep shadows, um, and that kind of quality comes through in so many of your images, and it's definitely something that you have sort of <clears throat> lent into. It's like, that's something I like, that's a quality I like, and I want to kind of sort of permeate through my work, and that kind of comes to define uh, what you offer as a photographer and it's not like you can only use that light it's not like you can only take photos with deep shadows and that kind of you know quality that's come to be known as sasha's deshko photography um but it's what you want to be doing yeah and i think a lot of photographers um 
especially in the early days, start off trying to please all the clients, trying to get all the jobs, trying to do everything. And it's only as you spend longer in this game that you realize the more you hone down and find your niche, um, the more people come out of the woodworks as saying, I want that. Totally. Mm. Yeah, totally. And it does take time. When you're first starting out, you are trialing lots of things and you're mm. working with clients and you're trying to um, figure out how you fit into that um, that whole puzzle. So, yeah, it does take time. And then mm. you go, oh, actually, this is what really excites me as a photographer. This is my edge to this or this is what I can bring. So, yeah, it definitely takes time. I think um, for me to even recognize my style, it's taken a few years because I just shoot in so many different um, uh, genres so it's like uh, what's the what's the consistent thing that I always seem to pick up on or is it a certain color range that I like or is it a composition that I always go for so yeah um, there'll be little subtleties that you'll pick up throughout the years and go oh actually that that's my signature right there and um, yeah but it does take time definitely when you're first starting out you just like me, hire mm. me, yeah. just do a good job, you know, and that's that's mm. all part of it. It's all part of learning. So talking a bit more now about um, kind of the different aspects of your photography and the different boxes you've kind of um, made for your photography to kind of slot into, one that I've seen sort of growing more and more um, recently over the years is video. You've kind of slowly been adding video more and more to your portfolio and uh, what was the kind of um, catalyst for that? What made you start to experiment with video and start to incorporate it in your work? Um, well, I always did video. Like at art school, I always did video, but back then it was on DV tapes and you logged it and you <laughs> did your editing and stuff. But um, mm. I mean, I always had video in my periphery because I grew mm. up in the film industry. My mum was casting director since mm. the age of eight. I've just been a part of that world. So I kind of knew inevitably I would somehow have film there. But um, I focused on stills because, um, I mean, at one point I thought I was going to go to Paris to a film school and become an editor, but um, I just stills pulled me back. Stills has always been my number one. Um, but yeah, more clients. Obviously, the media landscape's changing. They need more content that's engaging, so video becomes a part of that. Um, so more clients are asking for video, and it's not necessarily that they need a huge production. They just need a little tidbit off the back of the shoot that looks similar, that has that consistent um, branding throughout, and um, that they can run on different channels to, again, just up that um interaction and the engagement level so yeah video has been becoming more a part of my shoots um which i love i mean I, I feel really comfortable in transitioning from one to the other um i got to do this really cool campaign with women's day last year where we did three commercials in one day plus stills so um which is yeah such a fun challenge because it is really like it's two different languages that you're speaking so you're using two different skill sets because the way you communicate in visuals for stills is so different how you do it with motion, you know. It's all about cuts and framing and what goes before and after, whereas with stills it's all about composition and um, form and colour. And So it's just such a different way of um, exploring the visuals behind it. So it's really nice to, to have video in there as well. Because... Mm. Um, yeah. No, I was just going to say, because it's, it's the kind of thing where it, like it's very... It's very now, it's very um, current for brands to n want video, know they need video, and to go to their photographers they've always been using 
and know that their cameras can shoot video and go, hey, can you just like flick it into video mode and grab a few shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then photographers have to figure out, okay, if I do that, it's going to look terrible. I actually have to learn how to make videos. Yeah. And it's this whole another skill set that photographers are having to learn now in order to keep up with what their clients are uh, wanting and, and needing. Because when photographers do start to diversify like that and do offer both, the photographers that don't become slightly less appealing. You know, it's more that the budget has to get split. They're, the client needs to hire a photographer and a videographer. Um, and if the budget doesn't split that far, they'll go, they'll go with the person that can do both. Totally. Um, yeah, and it's not like you. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't seem like you are wanting to position yourself as like. Well, now I'm I'm a videographer too. It's it definitely seems like it's this, um, sort of subsidiary product to your commercial photography. Um, that is totally like what the clients after. Like, just we want something like quick for social. Like we've got the, you know, we've got the studio, the model, the lights, the hair and makeup. We've got it all here. Grab a few shots. That's all we need. Mm. Although in saying that, you did a really awesome campaign for Hallensteins, which was a bit bigger than some of your little. That's working style. Working style. Working style. Working style. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Tell me about the. Tell me about the working style shoot. How did that come about? Well, that came about through um, a personal connection um, that I had to the client. So he knew me through, an, and then I got recommended by another friend. Um, but yeah, that came about, and it was great. It was probably one of my first kind of jobs where I just had to focus on video um, mm. and working alongside a really great stills photographer. And um, it was epic. We went to this cool-ass quarry, and it was just mm. so nice to just kind of have a whole day of just swimming in motion land. Mm. Well, do, do, do you find, um, as someone who, who does both, like how, how, you, how did you shift your brain, especially on, on, on that day where you were like just focus, focusing on video, um, what were some of the things you were sort of thinking about differently? compared to when, you're ju- when you've got the stills camera in your hand? Totally more about, I mean, what I'm thinking about is more of the shots and what they're saying, how they can transition, how I'm going to cut it, what kind of story can I tell throughout. I mean, because working style, it was, it's a, a fashion shoot, so you do have the creativity to make it um, really visually interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's about getting the um, best images, how you're going to cut them together, what is the light looking like, what are the details that you want to grab. Um, I'm, I love textures, I love all that. So we were on a quarry, there was lots of textures, there was lots of light, so it was kind of grabbing everything, grabbing the feel of the day, how do we translate that into video um, and get that across the line. Like it's, um, yeah, I, it's totally a different way of thinking because you're thinking more about movement um, than just composition. It's not static, so it's like uh, this. It's that language of how do you move the camera through, and how could you then edit this into the next shot, and what's going to be interesting to put before and after this. And again, you're setting up that narrative as you do with a storyboard. You go, where are we starting? How are we introducing our character? And then what is the story throughout? And then how are we finishing it? That the beginning and the end I always find super important. So it's trying to find um, the best way to intro and exit that. So, cause that's usually the, the things that people remember is the beginning of the video mm. and the end. Um, Absolutely. So trying to think of all those things and how to marry that all together. But um, 
Yeah, it's usually about just getting that. Um, uh, what yeah, is vibe. It? It's it's oh, that vibe. Yeah. What I found with with video, especially in relation to your kind of work as a commercial photographer, because your your commercial photography, it's about like that hero image. Whereas yeah. with video, you're you are getting more of those textures, like with your working style video. There's, like you were saying with the quarry, like I, you know, I can picture that close up you've got of the guy's shoe, like kicking in the quarry dust, and you've got those drone shots, and it's like, like the drone shot, like wouldn't have worked as a hero image for working style because like you can't see the clothes or anything like that, um, and that close up on the shoe, like scuffing the, the dirt, wouldn't have worked as the hero image for a working style campaign. But um, video lets you put all those kind of like secondary texture shots all through it and kind of tell a bigger kind of broader, um, yeah, story or vibe of, yeah. of, 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 totally. of the shoot. Yeah, because all those elements, you know, mm. when it, when video um, with video, you're making people feel something, and because um, mm. there's all these images and they're all coming together, and it's like, how do you, you know? they finish the video and how do they feel about it it's like oh that was mm. cool like I mean mm. it's just a totally different language and yet like mm. you said I, I can't be on a still shoot and be like oh cool can I just grab a, a photo of the foot like it's yeah. not going to work <laughs> yeah um, totally so yeah, yeah totally with the stills image it's more mm. about how do we make this the strongest static image that says everything that we need to say? So mm. it's really building those layers within the image, but with video, mm. it's it's yeah, totally different approach. And mm. um, yeah, it's real funky, you know, like yeah, funky, <laughs> funky. <laughs> funky. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm totally keeping that in the episode. Ooh, um, funky. Okay, so no, that's cool. I I wanted to touch on video, but I didn't want to you know make a yeah, huge yeah. big deal about yeah, it because yeah. um, it, it, it is it is an interesting aspect and something for the 2020 photographer to think about um, totally. because because it is being asked asked of photographers now um, yeah. and it and it isn't as simple as just flicking a camera into video mode and doing the same thing so if only it was that simple exactly <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I know lots of photographers are, ha are having the pressure to, to change, and it is a little yeah. bit scary because it is a yeah. different medium. So again, mm. I guess it's about finding your style in that as well. It's a different mm. way of communicating. So just trying to find, again, what you're interested in and creating the visual style through video. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. So we'll leave. We'll take video. We'll pop it back on the shelf now. Um, let's talk a little bit about your, I guess, your kind of costs as a commercial photographer because like for example i come from the wedding world and there mm. are plenty of other sort of genres of photography like you know event photography sports photography wildlife photography wedding photography where you the thing's already happening and you're just as a photographer showing up with your camera and shooting it yeah but as a commercial photographer um especially i imagine this is probably more before you got representation and they may have been handling this more but like you know there's a lots of there's, there's a lot of things that have to happen before you can hit the shutter you mm -hmm. know there's obviously there's the like set or the studio there's talent there's hair and makeup there's lighting or you know you potentially got to hire equipment and all sorts of stuff so how are you again it might be different now that you've got representation and they might be dealing with some of the stuff but how are you going about dealing um, with kind of pricing all that sort of stuff in um 
and making sure that your kind of like fee and portion of that as a photographer kind of makes sense and isn't getting kind of lost. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, Nick T obviously touches on this mm. very well um, about creating that calculator mm. that you can figure out what it's going to cost you to get out of bed and shoot that mm. day. So it's really yeah. important to know that. And like he said, you need to educate the client on that, especially mm. if they aren't coming from a big budget. You kind of go, look, this is what we can do and this is what we can't. So we've really got to um, uh, just know what everything costs and what it's worth. Um, if somebody, if a client's coming to me with a studio shoot, they can't, They know there's going to be hard costs involved. Mm -hmm. So it's just about listing those all out. Um, there's standard rates for hair and makeup. Obviously, the studio is standard. And then um, the price that you've got to charge for is your creative fee. Um, and then you've got to charge for your licensing. And that's where it can get more expensive because it depends on the usage, of course, as um, Nick T so wonderfully put it. Um, so, yeah. I, most clients will have the expectation that it's going to cost a lot, quite a bit. Um, but unless they come to you with a budget and then you're like, okay, I can make this work. But you just, again, make sure you don't compromise yourself and that you're not heavily undercutting somebody yeah. else as well. So it's just about, um, I guess, being as upfront and uh, transparent about those costs before you start. Mm. Um, which took me a while because I don't, you know, we're creators. We don't want to talk about money or business. It's all a yeah. bit, oh, you know, not our thing. So, um, mm. but yeah, the, the sooner you get comfortable with what it's going to cost um, f to run your business, mm. then the easier that process comes with clients and presenting mm. costs. Mm. Was there something along your photographic journey that helped you? I know you, you've mentioned to me before that um, Nick T was actually your mentor. Um, was there yeah. anything like that or sort of alongside that that helped you kind of like wrap your head as a creative around these more businessy things? I mean, AIPA is a really great association for that. They've got mm -hmm. a, cool, a great support network. Um, mm -hmm. So I would, when I was younger, they used to have these um, conferences on called Image Nation and they would get all these photographers to come and talk. And that was a really great insight into different um, areas of the industry, different types of photographers and um, different work processes. So that was really great in educating me in that way. Um, what was the original question? Um, just if there was any, <laughs> yeah, anything else oh, any, along your photograph. That helped. Yeah, it helped you kind of wrap your brain more around the, the icky, yucky, businessy side of things that creatives don't, don't like to think about. Yeah, I think it's just doing more and more shoots and then, you know, mm. you learn early in the day when you're yeah. like, you're starting out and you've burnt yourself because you've un like, you've undercost it and then the client mm. signed it off and they don't want to go back on it and you're kind of like, you've got yourself into a real pickle mm. and that's when you learn like, actually it's not worth me trying to be the nice guy about it, like mm. I just need to be really clear and upfront. I think, yep. and for me, it's not. I, I'm I'm not business minded naturally, so it was just about being like, actually, this is about what I have to offer, and if they want that, then this is what it's going to cost. So it's coming to terms with that, which mm -hmm. you just. I mean, I just love what I do. That's like, I would, you know, if I could, I would, I would gift no, I think, it to everyone. But you know, no, I, it's, I, it's, it's. I think it's an underrated answer to that question of you just got to go out there and get the hours in. Yeah, you just got yeah, to totally. you got to you got to make a few mistakes and figure it out. And yes, there are resources that can help you, but um, a lot can be said for figuring it out as you go. Because in, yeah. earlier on in your career, there's less pressure from the clients because they know that you're 
earlier on in your career. You know, like you yeah. can fail easier along the way. We've all made mistakes, and we've all done that thing where you you quote it, hidden costs prop up, and you kind of have to front them. Yeah, um, totally. You, because you can't because you can't go back to the client and go, sorry, it's going to cost the X amount more. Like when yeah. you said, it was it was this exactly. So, yeah. And or like licensing, like you're like, yeah. whoops, they didn't license for that, and then suddenly the image is being used on the front page of a newspaper, and you're like. Mm. Oh, I didn't see that coming, but you didn't yeah. put it in the provisions to make sure that if it if mm. an opportunity like that arose, that you would be covered. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's things like that. It was like, whoopsies, I should have yeah. licensed that, <laughs> which is such a, um, yeah, I mean, you, you just have to learn and then you learn the worth of your image. So, yeah. Cool. So I kind of want to sort of leave the uh, businessy money side of things aside for a yeah. second and talk a little bit about passion projects. And um, how do you see uh, the role passion projects um, play um, in your work as a whole, as part of your portfolio? How are they affecting the kinds of jobs you can get uh, that are paid? Totally. So, I mean, they banged on about it at art school. They were always like, you've got to be Mm. doing passion projects. And at that time, all we were doing was passion projects. So I was like, Mm. I don't understand the point. But throughout the years, you see, um, I mean, direct... Photographers get direct bookings off off personal projects. It's so important to do that and to engage your creative mind in your own projects. There's just so many things that I've always wanted to explore. It's like new lighting or trying this with a talent or getting this kind of image. So um, playing and discovering all that, you could come out with something really great and a client will see it and be like, oh, that's cool. That suits what we're just about to do. Let's get her on. So it totally um, lends itself to jobs. Like it's very important to do as part of your practice just to, to continuously learn and hone your skills and stuff like that. Um, and that's also a place you can make mistakes, which is also important because we're constantly evolving our style and um, our lighting, all those kind of elements. So I, th- I always think that the more you shoot, the better you get. So if you're doing a personal project, you've got your personal passion in there. Um, I think it's great. And I like to sometimes just make my own brief. So mm. I'm thinking of a client that I really want to work for and what possible brief could they like throw at me? What did it look like? What would I do with it? So it's just about um, kind of testing out testing out things you really want to capture in your images. Mm. Do you Do you have a set amount of kind of hours in your week that you set aside for personal kind of unpaid work? Uh, Totally. I definitely like to at least shoot, if I can, um, every week. But I'm always like, on my off time, I'm always looking at new images, trying to figure out new ways of doing things. I'm constantly looking at being inspired. So it kind of feels like I'm on all the time, always thinking, always trying to think of the best way to do the next project and testing out different ways of doing it. So it's like you never really switch off. Mm. How, it, how, I was going to yeah. say, how, how do you get inspired? Um, do you go, get, go looking? I mean, Instagram's great because it's just mm. oversaturated with so many great images. I follow a lot of DPs because um, there's just some beautiful moments that they capture on in motion, which is like really atmospheric light and it's really close and that's I love that kind of aesthetic um, I get really inspired by music or like a great commercial there's there's this one commercial done by a photographer it's a Volvo commercial and like I had epiphanies when I watched it I cried by the end of it like I just went through all the emotions and that's the kind of work that I would love to make so um, 
yeah, there's lots of different things that I get inspired by, both um, motion and stills, but it's just usually about the way it makes me feel. So you're like, how do they do that? How can I do that? And so breaking all that, those things down. Yeah, nice. Cool. Um, I kind of, as we're kind of wrapping up the episode now, um, is there anything else kind of about, um, I guess, the world of commercial photography that you feel like um, you wish you maybe knew sooner or is there anything that kind of like frustrates you with how things are at the moment? Is there anything you kind of um, wish would be different or is um, there kind of like how are you kind of, sort of like looking ahead to your career um, in the commercial photography space um, and wondering what it's going to be like for you, you know, 10, 15 years from now? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, <long> man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's lots that I want to do. Um, mm. I kind of like, I, I'm a child in the way that I get really excited about lots of projects at once. So there's definitely mm. lots of things I want to be um, exploring in the next five, ten years. And I'm, mm. I'm really excited to see what where my style goes with that as well. Um, I guess things like I, I mean, it's not, you don't have to go far to, see that um, obviously for women it's not been as easy to get into the advertising realm um, mm. especially when I was growing up I never really saw you know women either did fashion or food and that was kind of your options um, so I think it's just about bringing more visibility to women in the industry now um, I'm part of this collective which started earlier this year with doing an exhibition called women's work which is a really great support network for um, female artists and I think um, it's all changing now the industry is changing and I've definitely had a really warm welcome to advertising that commercial world I think a lot of people um, have really been wanting to give me a shot so my experience in that way has been positive but when I first started I definitely felt like as women we have to work a little bit harder to prove ourselves um, mm. and that's you know I'm grateful for that now I'm really strong and I feel really um, confident with what I can do um, but yeah, I think it's just creating more visibility for women, um, seeing women in, in the industry, especially for young creatives coming through to see that there's a pathway and that the industry is going to welcome them and it's a place for them. Um, obviously with advertising and everything, you know, we're, you're constantly having to diversify and um, reflect the world that we're in right now. So I think women are definitely going to play a big part in that um, and kind of evening the, the playing field a little bit. But I'm really excited to see what's mm. going to happen. I think there's definitely um, a lot of championing for female creatives now. So yeah. it's a really exciting time. Mm. It is. It, it is an exciting time. And like you're saying, like change is happening. But, you know, the the role a role model plays for young people is can be can be underrated. You know, yeah. seeing someone who looks like you doing the thing you love is really powerful. Um, yeah. And if you don't see anyone who looks like you doing the thing you want to do, it can be demoralizing or scary. Um, totally. I just thought it yeah. wasn't my place. Like I would mm. see all these really cool advertising photographers come in and do really cool epic work. But I was like, oh, that's not for me or I'm not super mm. technical. So that I'm yeah. not going to fit in or yeah, totally. I think if I, um, if I saw a woman doing more of that when I was younger, then I'd be like, oh, there's more options. For you. I mean, cause you know. It kind of feels like with women, they're like, oh, she can do fashion or she can do mm. weddings. But like, I'm like, I want to do sports and I want to do like athletes and I want to get gritty and all that. So, um, yeah, I feel like we just, so it's our time to 
just show what we can do. Mm. I love that. Soundbite. Uh, um, Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so sort of last question really is um, what would be your advice to um, photographers, uh, either, either younger photographers or photographers in other photographic disciplines wanting to sort of break into commercial photography? Uh, you know, they're, they're looking at all this awesome commercial work on Instagram. They're getting inspired. They're getting excited. Um, what are some of the things that they can, I guess, work on? What passion projects, what advice do you have for someone who, um, you know, is interested in sort of dipping their toe into your world? Um, totally. My world. That sounds so good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so my world. Um, I think it's obviously such a great exercise to create your own brief. And, you know, if you had a dream client, what would you do for them? Because that's what you want to build your book up of, all the things you really want to shoot and things you're passionate about. So I guess it's like honing into that passion and then going, how is this going to, how could this be used as advertising? What gives it that commercial edge? Or, um, you know, I mean, basically when you bring your book in, the creatives are looking to be inspired by your work. So if you've got a passion for something, definitely you know put that in there. That's going to carry you a long way. Um, so I think it's probably the challenge of working to a brief and working quickly and making really um, strong decisions quickly. Because when you're on set, there's a ton of things that will go wrong and usually do. So it's about being really adaptable, um, thinking quickly and... Um, making sure you still stay true to your image and what you're passionate about. I mean, there's lots of different little skill sets that you need to be in the advertising world, but working to a brief and being able to carry that through and being confident with that is going to um, take you a long way. And also having a great attitude takes you a long way as well. These days on set are super long and um, no one wants to be with a whinge for 16 hours a day it really is like the the weather can pack in there's lots of things that can go wrong and it's about having somebody who can think on the spot and make things work so um, just being adaptable and positive and knowing your (laughs) (laughs) no fantastic No, no, Pick that's fine. Up. We're going to leave that all in there. I will bleep out the S word yeah. and we're going we're gonna to lock that in. All righty. Well, um, that's going to do us. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching or listening. We're done. Um, we're done. Um, <laughs> link, links to Sasha's work will be below. And um, if you would uh, have any photographers in mind that you would like to see uh, on the, the upcoming episodes of Canon Conversations, um, just leave, leave a co- comment on the Instagram post. Uh, for this episode on Canon's Instagram account, and we will um, we'll hunt down uh, more photographers. Um, yeah, so thank you so much, Sasha, for coming on the show. It was really awesome to chat with you um, and hear all about your world. Thanks for having uh, me, Ben. That was fun. No worries. Cool. Hope I didn't Alrighty. ramble too much. Not at all, mate. Not at all. It's fantastic. Cool. <laughs> Alrighty, we're gonna uh, wrap it up there. Take care, everyone. See you next time. Love that. Just add the little like Snapchat filters.